0: Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson about advice. It's actually a lesson where I think many of you will see a lot of familiar f- phrases. There was a little bit of a hint in the thumbnail. If you noticed in the thumbnail, there was an egg and a chick. Maybe that's related to an English phrase that we sometimes say to give people advice. And then there was a glass of milk that had fallen over and had spilt. And maybe that's related to an idiom phrase or saying that we use in English but this English lesson I think you will find interesting even if it's just review for you. I think you will enjoy the phrases that we are going to look at. Um and again, learning a language is about learning new things but sometimes it's about enjoying the things you already know and practicing and reviewing them a little bit. So, again, I look forward to teaching you some phrases proverbs idioms whatever you want to call them things we say in english when we give people advice um and i'll tell you which ones we still use and which ones are maybe a little bit old and aren't used as much anymore don't bite off more than you can chew is the first one this phrase simply means don't try to do too much work in one day, don't try to 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 do more than you are able to do when you are doing a job or a task. It's related. Literally, it would mean don't bite something so that you have so much food in your mouth you can't chew it. But what we actually mean when we say this is, you know, don't try to do something um, that's beyond your capabilities. A good example would be if you went skiing for the first time. And if you went down the little hill to learn how to ski, we call it the bunny hill, that would be a good idea. If when you put the skis on for the first time, you went to the top of the highest mountain, we would say that you would be biting off more than you can chew. So again, when you bite off more than you can chew, you try to do something that's beyond your current abilities uh, to do. It would be like taking an English C1 test. When you've only had two or three English conversations in your whole life. Practice makes perfect. This is one of my favorite ones that we use when talking about how to get really good at something and it's definitely related to speaking English. The more you practice something, the better you get at it. The more you read, the better you get at reading. The more you speak and have English conversations, the more the better you get at it. So, if you want to perfect something, Let's say you want to make really good pizza dough. You're not going to succeed on your first attempt but if you practice, if you do it over and over again, eventually, you will make perfect pizza dough. So, this is advice we give when someone's trying to do something perfectly and they haven't really practiced enough. We would say, hey, you know, practice makes perfect. Maybe spend a little more time practicing. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. So, this is a really interesting one as well. It means don't expect something to happen and, like, don't be sure about something until you actually see the results. Here's a great example The first job I got, I thought I was making $5 an hour and I worked 30 hours. So, I thought I would be getting $150 on my paycheck. So, I expected $150 but on a paycheck, there are deductions. You have to pay tax and you have to pay other fees. So, I ended up only getting $120. I had counted my chickens before they hatched. I had expected something to happen but uh I should have waited to actually see the results. So, that's what don't count your chickens before they hatch mean. Uh, let's see here. Actions speak louder than words. This is one of my favorite sayings, and it's not so much advice as just a description of how life works. Um the best example of this would be when a politician, when a leader, when someone in government says they're going to do something, That's nice but when they actually do it, that makes you trust them and like them more. If I said to you, I'm going to do eight live streams every day for five days and then I didn't do it, that would break the trust between us. But if I actually, by the way, I'm not doing that. That would be too many live streams but if you say you're going to do something that's cool but then if you actually do it, that makes people trust you more, like you more, and respect you more. A penny saved is a penny earned. So, uh by the way, I was going to mention which of these phrases we use. Um people like me who are teachers do say these phrases sometimes you will hear these phrases on TV, in movies. They're not super common, though, in everyday English. Like the last time I said a penny saved is a penny earned is probably like six months ago. What this phrase means is that if you don't spend your money, it's like you've earned more money, right? If you spend all your money, it's gone. But if you don't spend your money, it means You still have it. So, it's a little bit like earning extra money. If you make a hundred dollars a week and you spend a hundred dollars a week, you haven't saved any money. But if you make a hundred dollars a week and you save fifty dollars a week, it's like you're putting fifty dollars away for the future. So, it's a phrase we use to encourage people to not spend money. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Is this the second chicken related one? <laughs> when we say don't put all of your eggs in one basket, I've actually used this phrase a few times in the last year, by the way. It means don't don't trust one thing or one situation um, for everything that you need. So let's look at what would be a good example of this. Let's say that you have some money and you want to invest that money. Maybe your brother is starting a business. The bank will give you some interest on the money and you could also buy some stocks on the stock market. If you gave all the money to your brother, you would be putting all your eggs in one basket which isn't really a good idea. If you gave your brother some money or lent your brother some money and you put some in the bank and you bought some stocks, you would be uh, putting all your eggs in different baskets which can be a good thing sometimes. Don't judge a book by its cover. This guy looks rough and he looks tough and he has his hood on, and you might be afraid of him, but he might be a really, really nice person. Um, When we say don't judge a book by its cover, what we're saying is don't think a person or a situation or thing is a certain way until you actually get to know the person. Or experience the situation or use the thing that you're talking about. Sometimes we're quick to think people are a certain way or to think a situation is a certain way and we judge the book by its cover. Sometimes it's good to just have a few conversations with people and find out that they're actually very nice people and uh cool to hang around with. The early bird gets the worm. So, in the morning, when there's worms on the ground, the birds who come first get to have the worms. Uh, we do say this phrase. Uh, I have used this phrase quite a bit. It basically is used to tell someone that if you're first in line, if you get up early to go do something or get something, you will probably be rewarded. A good example would probably be when people were trying to book an appointment to get vaccinated The earlier you got up each day and went on your computer to book an appointment, the more likely you were to get an appointment, okay? Sometimes when you get up early, uh, it's a good thing. Maybe you want to go see a concert. Maybe you want to go see a band that you really, really love and so you get up at three in the morning to go and sit at your computer to try and buy tickets. You are probably more likely to get a ticket because the early bird gets the worm. Basically, it just means if you get up early, you're more likely to have success getting what you want. And then, don't cry over spilt milk. So, I use the word spilt. You could also use spilled. I think in British English, they would use spilled. Don't cry over spilt milk. Um obviously, sometimes when you have water or milk in a glass, sometimes it falls over and it spills. Um what this phrase means though is Don't think about something bad that happened to you yesterday or the day before um, because there's nothing you can do about it. So, for instance, let's say um, I backed into another car in a parking lot and my car had a dent in it. I would probably be upset that day but the next day, I would be less upset and then by the third day, I would just get it fixed and I would move on. But if every day I was still angry and upset and annoyed because I had dented my car, I would be crying over spilt milk. At some point in time uh when something happens, you just have to move on. That means forget about it and do new things. Um and you just need to um yeah, move on and forget about it a little bit. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. So, this is kind of a funny one. Um Because we don't have horses anymore. And this is a really old phrase, but it basically means this if someone gives you something and it doesn't cost you anything, if someone gives you a gift, you shouldn't complain about the gift. When I was younger, my parents gave me a car. And then when they gave me the car, there were certain things wrong with it. It needed new tires, and there were a few other defects but I didn't complain about it because they gave me the car for free. If I had bought the car, I might have complained a little bit but they gave me the car. So, I instead of complaining, I just said thank you. So, when you say don't look a gift horse in the mouth, basically what you're saying is don't complain um, if someone gives you something for free. I think you could figure this one out. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Basically, what this means is if you eat healthy food, you won't have to go to the doctor as often if at all. I know for myself, when I eat lots of vegetables, when I eat the right amount of food, when I don't overeat, I feel better and I'm healthier. So, this basically means um, that if you eat healthy food, you will be healthier. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Look before you leap. This is a piece of advice that you give to people when they're making a change in life. Like let's say someone has a job and they want to work at another company. You might say before you you know switch jobs, you should look before you leap. You should find out a little bit more what that new job is like. Maybe talk to someone who works there. Do some research. Let's say you're thinking about taking an online English class. There are a lot of English teachers that offer online courses. You shouldn't just pick the first one that you see. Um, You should definitely research. You should look before you leap. You should definitely research a few different teachers um, and pick one that you think is best for you. Good things come to those who wait. These bears are waiting for fish. They're waiting for salmon. Um, When you say good things come to those who wait, you're basically saying be patient. For instance, learning a language like English. If you've been studying English for two months, I would say, hey, be patient. It takes a year or two to really make progress when you're learning a language. So, I would say good things come to those who wait. So, it basically means be patient. Um do the work but be patient and eventually, you will be rewarded. Um, I think the same with exercise. Um, The more you exercise and the longer you exercise, the healthier you are. So, always a good thing. Early to bed, early to rise, makes you healthy, wealthy, and wise. Um, Again, some of these are phrases that you will see in a book. You will hear on TV. We don't use them very often. I always think that's one of the things that's funny about some of these phrases or proverbs or sayings Um is some of them are things you learn early on when you're learning English. Um but they're not always as common as you might think. Um but this basically means if you go to bed on time uh and if you get up early, you will be healthy, wealthy, and wise. So, you will um feel great. You will have lots of money and you will be very, very wise. So, very smart and very uh wise about the world. But uh I don't know if this works. Um We'll have to see. I think when I'm 70 I will um, decide whether I believe this or not. I'll wait until I'm old and look back on my whole life and then decide. Don't add insult to injury. You will hear this phrase. This lady is actually giving um, a hand gesture that means the same as F off. That's the soft way. I don't wanna say the actual word. Um when you say don't add insult to injury. It means that something bad has already happened to someone. So, don't say something or do something that makes it worse. So, for instance, it can just happen in life. Maybe you get fired from your job and then on the way home to add insult to injury, you get in a car accident. That would be an example of, you know, a bad thing happened and then another bad thing happened. When we give this phrase as advice, what we're saying to people is, You know if someone has an accident don't laugh at them. If someone if something goes wrong in someone's life don't make fun of them. So don't make the situation worse by doing something that's mean or saying something that's mean. (laughs) Rome wasn't built in a day. Let me make this one bigger. Not sure if you can see Rome. Uh we use this phrase as well to comment on a project or task that takes a long time and if someone is being a little bit impatient. So if someone said, I studied English for three weeks and I still can't speak English, we would say, Hey, whoa, 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 Rome wasn't built in a day. Just be patient, do your lessons, um, watch YouTube videos. Um, eventually you will make progress. But Rome wasn't built in a day. Sometimes people are anxious. Um, maybe they're at the gym and they lift 10 pounds and then they try to lift 50 pounds. Um you might say, whoa, whoa, you just started lifting weights. Rome wasn't built in a day. Just take it easy. Slow down a bit. Strike while the iron is hot. So, we obviously don't work with metal by hand very often anymore in the world but when you heat up metal, it becomes soft and that's the best time to hit it with a hammer and change its shape. So, we use this phrase to talk about in life, sometimes you have to do something at the right moment. You need to strike while the iron is hot. Let's say you did wanna work somewhere and you heard that two people just got fired and they're hiring someone. You wanna strike while the iron is hot. You wanna get your CV or application into that company as quickly as possible. Um so it basically means act. At the time when it's good to act in a certain situation, strike while the iron is hot. So, this is a funny one for me. <laughs> this one always makes me laugh. I'm going to teach you two of these right in a row. Too many cooks spoil the broth means if too many people work on the same thing, sometimes it doesn't turn out very good. If ten people try to build a chair all at the same time, the chair might end up not being built very well. So, when you say too many cooks spoil the broth, you're saying when too many people work on the same thing, um sometimes that isn't good. Um by the way, broth is like soup. It's soup with no noodles, no vegetables. It's just a clear broth. Um we sometimes drink chicken broth at night. Um and it's really really yummy. The other phrase is this one. Many hands make light work. So this is kind of the opposite. Basically what this phrase means is if a lot of people all help to do the same thing, the job is easier and it's more fun and it will go faster. So two phrases that kind of mean the opposite of each other. Too many cooks spoil the broth means if too many people do something, it can be bad. Many hands make light work means if a lot of people do the same thing, the job can be easier. I think it simply depends on the job. There are certain jobs where too many cooks spoil the broth and there are certain jobs where many hands make light work. There are many jobs on the farm where if Jen and I and our older kids all do it at the same time, this phrase would be very very true honesty is the best policy. So, this is a phrase that's commonly used in business. When you sell something, when you charge people money for a service, um, you can be dishonest because you wanna make lots of money but in the business world, it's actually considered um, in the long run, honesty is the best policy. Um, If you cheat people, if you steal from people, If you lie to people, eventually that's bad for your business. Sometimes people who lie and cheat and steal when they're running a business have it actually helps them for the first little bit. But eventually, I would say this honesty is the best policy, especially in business. If you are honest to people, if you help people, if you provide a good service, people will trust you. And they will ask you to do more work for them in the future. Where there's a will, there's a way. Here, let me just fire my camera back up for a sec. Where there's a will, there's a way. What this means is that if you are determined to do something, if you have decided that no matter what you are going to accomplish something, you have a lot of willpower. You have a lot of will. Where there's a will, There's a way. So, maybe you need to do something that's really really hard. These kids are moving a big bale of hay but they look very determined. So, basically, what we're saying is if you convince yourself you can do something, you're able to do it. Learning English is a very difficult thing to do but if you have the willpower, if you have a will to learn English, you can do it. Where there's a will, there's a way. Don't make a mountain out of a mole molehill, I think there's a number of variations on this. um This little animal coming out of the ground is called a mole in my part of Canada. We say don't make a mountain out of a molehill, and it means don't exaggerate something that's happened to you, okay, so let's say I'm driving my car and I go in the ditch, but I don't get hurt, and the car doesn't get damaged, and I just drive back out of the ditch. If I came home and described that to Jen like it was the most horrific thing that had happened to me that day I would be making a mountain out of a molehill. Um so basically what it means is if something bad happens to you something small don't talk about it like it was the worst thing in the world that happened to you. That's what that phrase would mean. Uh better late than never. This is a phrase that applies to students quite a bit. It basically means let's say you need to do something and you need to have it done by four o'clock and you finish it at 430. Well, it's still done. You did the job. It's late but it's better to be late than to not do it. Sometimes students hand work in a day late and I say, well, better late than never. What I mean by that is I would rather they hand it in a day late than not do it at all. It is always better to finish something especially if you're a student uh than to not do it at all. Put your best foot forward. So, this doesn't literally mean that if you're right-handed or right-footed that you put your right foot forward. It means that you do your best. You um maybe play to your strengths which means that you do the thing you're best at in a situation. Here's a good example. When you apply for a job, you want to put your best foot forward. You want to go to the job interview. You want to wear nice clothes. You want to speak clearly. You want to talk about the things that you are really good at. You want to put your best foot forward. So you want to make an impression on people and in a very positive way. Um Where am I here? Um this is the one that Mode was mentioning in the chat. It's better to be safe than sorry. We sometimes shorten it and just say better safe than sorry. Um what this means is there's little things we do in life to protect ourselves. There's little things we do in life that are sometimes annoying to remember to do but it's better to do them because if something went wrong, you would feel sad or be sorry. A good example is a seatbelt. Sometimes it's a it's a pain. It's annoying to remember to put your seatbelt on all the time. But if you forgot and then were in an accident and got hurt, you would feel dumb. You would feel sorry. You would be annoyed because you didn't put the seatbelt on. So, when you say better, it's better to be safe than sorry. Uh it means you do something even though it might be inconvenient or annoying because you know it's good, so it's better to just do it Don't bite the hand that feeds you. This is a phrase that we use to talk about Don't treat your boss or your parents um, or anyone who you know helps you in life badly because they're the people that either pay you to work for them or give you food or let you live in their house. When someone in life gives you something, we always say, don't bite the hand that feeds you when we when we mean, don't treat them badly. Don't yell at your boss. Don't be rude to your parents. If someone is giving you a paycheck every week, if someone lets you live in their house and feed you like your parents, uh, you should be nice to them. So, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't be mean to someone who's helping you. Make your life better and not charging you money for it. The squeaky wheel gets the, the grease. So you see four wheels here, and one is saying squeak. I'll tell you this much with farm equipment, when something squeaks, you put oil or grease on it. In life, when you're at work or at school, the person who complains a lot and regularly, eventually the boss or the teacher will help them. It's not always nice but if you complain a lot you usually uh, get help. So I think that you've probably seen this happen either at school or at work. The person who complains the most usually gets the most attention and the most help. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. I like this one. If it ain't broke don't fix it. Sometimes in life um, things break and you need to fix it. Sometimes in life something's working fine But maybe you have a brother or a relative or a friend who just can't help but try to change things. This happens a lot with computers. Uh sometimes when you use a computer, it's working fine. Nothing's broken. And then maybe your brother-in-law visits and says, oh, you should change this and change this. And he just starts clicking and changing everything on your computer. You would then say to them, hey, hey, leave my computer alone. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, So basically what this means is don't try to change something like on a machine um, just because you want to. Just leave it. If it's working fine, just leave it the way it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And yes, we do use the word ain't in this phrase. At least I do when I say it. Uh, Let's see. Um, I'm gonna click here. Curiosity killed the cat. This is a pretty mean one isn't it? Now thankfully cats have nine lives apparently but what this phrase means is that sometimes you should not be curious. If you see the joke here it's a good thing I was only mildly curious. So this cat was a little bit curious and just broke their leg. But this phrase basically means don't ask too many questions in certain situations. Don't um don't try to be involved in certain situations because you might get in trouble or something bad might happen to you. Learn to walk before you run. I'm not sure if you can see this. Let me make it a little bit bigger. This is a ski jump hill. And I think when you learn to ski jump, you start on a very small hill and then you slowly try bigger and bigger hills. What this phrase means is this you can't do something really well right away. You need to learn to walk before you run. When we talk about learning English, this is very true as well. You need to learn to read and understand English and write a little bit in English before you can have an English conversation. You need to learn to walk before you run. You need to do all the little steps. Probably the best example with English would be you need to learn 500 or 1000 English words. Before you can do anything else in English, you need to learn to walk before you run. Always a good way to start learning something new, especially like a language. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.